Sup, peoples? Yo, yo, yo. How you guys doing? Do you think there's going to be sort of a civil war? No. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. No, the war is over... Uh, it's not like a battle war. It's a, it's a war of uh, compliance, convenience, systems, standardization, uh, rural life versus quantified, you know, uh, smart city life. I think that's the war, you know. This is the war right here. Here, This is warfare. This is what warfare looks like right now. It doesn't look like your grandpa, you know, with his little helmet on, you know. It's not the same. It's a different warfare. This is This is warfare, this guy. This is warfare. Warfare isn't, you know, you know, the Ken Burns. Everything you learned from Ken Burns, that's not warfare. So the answer to that is yes and no. It's just that what civil war looks like, it's not going to be the same thing. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I'm, re I'm reporting to you guys from, uh, Vale, where, um, Luckily, the uh, outside in Vail, the masks aren't uh, enforced, mandatory. Went on a gorgeous hike today. Look at that. That was nice. That was some sweet stuff. This is my daughter. She liked hiking. And I caught her picking her nose. So... That's what that is. China, 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 China. This is a funny meme. I can't get a job because of Trump. Okay. Sounds about right. Here's here's warfare too. This is what the convenience convenience warfare. Amazon and blah, blah, blah. Look at turning Sears, JCPenney stores into fulfillment centers. This is part of the transition, you know, into this new technological era that uh, is parallel to the, the narrative of the pandemic. But it's really the, 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 um, the outcome, the goal is a whole new economic technological paradigm. And so um, that's why these things are so important. Um, this gives you, this primes you for, for a potential fake engineered food shortage. And again, they don't need to actually do a food shortage. They just need to scare people. <laughs> Obviously, they don't need to do real things. You know, we've seen this for a century now. It's obviously older, you know. All you need to do is a good lie. And a lie that from this guy or for any of the other psychopaths, look at his right eye. His right eye's off. <clears throat> All you need is a good lie that guarantees a, uh, a reaction that you can actually use, you know, as, as fuel. It's like the flux capacitor. 
You got to create something that makes some garbage and then you actually use the garbage to turn it into fuel to go toward the the future you want, you know. Works like a charm, you guys. Doesn't work on me. I just got banned on Snapchat today for sharing your memes. Yeah, that's it's pretty much that makes sense, you know. Snapchat, Snapchat, Snipchat, Snapchat. Speaking of Ken Burns, do you think he's been too bohemian? Uh, yeah, based on his haircut. I don't have a picture of it right now, but I think just based on his haircut alone. Um, I believe that the uh, the master class, you know, I don't know if you guys get those ads. Um, I think they're all, I think that's all Freemasonry or something. You know, the master, master class, I think they're all propped up part of some weird subcult and it's like a fancy boy cult it's not like everyone thinks cult they only think of one thing they think of like eyes wide shut um but there's just like intellectual douchebaggery cults too where they're a part of something special so i don't know if he's been there but he, he probably wants to go based on the haircut alone Jim Bob, do you speak Portuguese? No. Beautiful language, though. It's like a mix of Italian and something else. Beautiful. You're like, is that, is that Italian? No, is that Portuguese? Oh, I thought it was Italian. No! Still beautiful. Yeah, that's Brazilian Portuguese, exactly. The role of men versus women in society. It's not verse, it's men lead and women follow. And then if men, if women who want to lead, they just act like men. So it's, it's, it's all inversion, you know, just, you know, stop, stop, uh, that's just the reality. I didn't make it. It's not my opinion. I didn't, I didn't do it. Potatoes. Do you get tired of the same questions? Not really. Like, it doesn't matter what I feel about answering them. I know that um, anything that could have value, it, it, it comes from repetition, you know? It's why, why I'll post a whole variety of my memes over and over again. Repetition's important, so sometimes... I'll get a question and I'll answer it newly in a new way and I'll have more insight on that same question or I'll change views on that question. And then, uh, so it doesn't really bother me. Um, it doesn't even bother me. The most, the, the question I get most is actually, what do you think of Q? Which I don't get ever sick of answering, which I think it's an AI program. Fuck 
Feminism has shown us that women can be just as masculine as men. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like, you can do it too if you act like a dude. I had that one meme. It was like a photographer taking a picture of a woman standing a certain way. And he was like, okay, just, you know, this is all about women's empowerment, right? So can you just stand more masculine? Can you act more like a man? How is it AI? I think it's a program that is basically fed internal documents and then basically spits out like haikus or cryptic language that will always have some level of predictive quality the same way, uh, you know, a, sh you know, a, a trickster, uh, fortune teller can, can aggregate and use enough info where and present it in such a way where uh it's when it's right everybody loses their shit when it's wrong it's just like it just goes away it's just like dust you're just like ah don't don't worry about that <clears throat> and the reason i think that something like that um would be created is because in the information war in the um in the race for intelligence the race against the race for uh, catch up to China's AI programs and all of their their abilities, um, being able to find someone in a matter of minutes using uh, 700 million facial recognition programs. I think there are other um, aspects of AI that people are using. If, if Facebook and other companies are creating literally non-existent people uh, as, as identities, as pictures, photographs, um, if that's happening, then you want to use AI then to, there's no way this conversation isn't happening at some, some office somewhere where they're like, can we use AI to do cultural subversion? Can we use AI to uh, create and manufacture um, revolutions or um, political movements? If you can manufacture a political movement using an AI system that can piece together all of the key f words and phrases and attach it to a you know a particular ideology and a particular set of outcomes that equal justice to that ideology you'd be surprised what a computer can can convince people of you know or or like you'd be surprised at what it can produce that caters to one's emotional state you know, so people always think of this AI stuff like how well can you do a deep fake or how can an AI, uh, can a computer compose a interesting um, symphony, all of these things. But there's, if I'm thinking about this stuff, there's definitely people thinking of how do we use these aggregate technologies to basically create blueprints for revolutions little mini revolutions you know whether there's it's not a judgment about what the goal is of that particular movement because i could agree with a bunch of goals based on q stuff let's say but that still doesn't mean that it's not potentially a total like um program you know it's totally, it could be a total program. Got my Savage Memes Volume 2 today. Thank you again, Jim Bob. Hey, thank you. Talking about deepfake. Uh, yeah, I talk about deepfake a lot. But um, 
deep fake is just one aspect that we get to see, right? We we're like, whoa, look at that. Like, or we see CGI or we see fake explosions or NASA's fake shit, or, you know, we're constantly exposed to, um, the level at which, uh, something can be almost nearly convincing, uh, as a fake image. We also have uh, websites that can be created. There's a website that can create a sort of like intellectual, uh, phony, um, essay, but randomly, just randomly generates it. And you're reading it, and you it sounds like a bit of nonsense, but it's convincing nonsense. It's like, oh, this is, sounds like something someone would actually write. Um, so if they have these things, there's just, there's no reason to think that they, that the people in the Pentagon or the CIA or any of these intelligence communities wouldn't use the same capabilities to, to try to manufacture what looks like uh, organic, uh, m you know, human-led um, efforts, political efforts, especially if, a, if an AI can look at all of the algorithms and it can look at all of the key word phrases and it can look at what people are saying they want, you know, Hillary in jail or this or Tom Hanks. It can just skim, right? It skims it. It locates the uh, patterns and the repetitions, and then it just punches out a thing that's like, you know, July 26th, Washington, D.C., Patriots, keep your capes on. Uh, you know, the microwave is much larger on the map or some cryptic shit. And it's just like, if you are skimming a wide variety of information... Anything you put out that cross-references uh, on a wide scale what you've skimmed, what you've looked over, what the computer has looked over, it'll always occur as like um, correlative. It'll always occur as uh, serendipitous. It'll always occur as reality because all your because a computer can like a computer can do so much more than what our individual brains could do as far as looking at a shit ton of information. Like, it it would occur as, like, some massive, like, it couldn't be a coincidence. And it's not a coincidence. I think psychological warfare at that level has been happening, but now we're just at a place where the computing power is so uh, vastly different than it was even 10 years ago, let alone, you know, 50 to 100 when PSYOPs, you know, were clear, clearly to be uh, present. <clears throat> and uh, people who use that to their advantage uh, exist. That's it. That's all I can say, you know. Unless it's Steve Bannon typing on one of those old school Remington typewriter things. And he's just reconnecting with his artistic spirit, you know, and, and he's just typing away and then he tears the paper in half and then he rearranges the words and then he just, he types out whatever he's, he's left with. It's like David Bowie, how he used to write songs, just clip out words in a newspaper, throw them on the floor, rearrange them. And then you're like, oh, David Bowie song, boom.
You think they'll use deep fake of Joe Biden? I don't think so. I don't think they'll use him yet. I think the first big deep fake will be used on Americans, but not uh, someone we know we're used to seeing day on the daily in America, like not a political American figure. They'll use, I th- I still think Kim Jong-un or whatever the fuck his name is, is dead. And I, I actually think that uh, he is now going, going, to, going to be the first operated um, deep fake. I think it's, I think they'll be the first people to deploy a um a deep fake on that level not joe biden deep joe biden is his own deep fake already exactly yeah 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 george soros loves you george soros doesn't love anyone How many wine enemas did this guy have? How can anyone fall for Q? Well, that's why they can fall for Q is because the overlap and the overlap of information, it occurs as serendipitous. It occurs as the same way as someone, the same chemicals transmitted when someone does a really good magic trick and you're just like, how can, that's amazing. How did you know I like T-ball? Um, and also, if my theory is correct that it's actually connected to some intel, it's not like it's it's all a lie. So the thing is, if you have a connection to actual intel and it just goes through a filter that makes a cryptic you know, responses, commentary, then it's actually not like a lie. So it, it makes sense people would... I don't even think it's a fall for. I don't really think fall for Q is like a... The only the only fall that I would see is that if you like worshipped it and you saw Q, uh, you, you know, it's a form of like uh, worshiping of man or his creation, where you're putting your you're putting your faith in men, you know, because men are ultimately behind it. So, you know, that's the only fall I see. But I don't see it surprising that it's interesting or um, or that people follow it. I mean, it is interesting. I don't like follow it. I I just follow people who follow it. So I get the I get the end sort of like I get to dip into the end cultural result of it and look at like what is it what is it pointing to? What's the game here? Um but it totally makes sense that people uh follow that. Sweden's top virologist has a message on how to defeat coronavirus, open schools with no masks. Again, this is something uh, that could bring a potential person like myself, not me, I, I wouldn't fall for it, but someone who's like, this thing is bullshit, dude. This thing's total bullshit. And then they'll go to this, this, and they'll like, you know, they'll be like, see, and this doesn't say it's bullshit. This is a this is another form. 
This is something you would likely agree with and like to see. It would send a nice little chemical to the brain. But all, all it's doing is manufacturing consent that there's something that's going to kill you called coronavirus to begin with. And, um, and that's something I always want, want to remind myself and all, many of you is that when you see something that immediately gets your, your brain, your, your, uh, your worldview and it, and it correlates and, and it, it, uh, lines up real quickly, you, you got to watch out what else is it, um, reinforcing, and this is just one of those things where you kind of want to send this to someone and be like, see, <laughs> no masks are better. And then like you're using an argument against masks and you're using an example where they didn't use masks and it worked out well. But by doing that, you're also accepting and reinforcing that there's a thing out there worth wearing a, you know, wearing a mask for to begin with. So it's trickery. It's a trick, trick, trick. Little dopamine loop, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a subversive spin, exactly. That's what happens, they do it, and then it's easy to fall for it. You see a whole mass of people in the center, center right, right-leaning people, where they're just like, they want, they think, they see how it's bullshit, but they just ride it and they're like, well, I can't argue that it's bullshit. I have to do the secondary sled behind there that says it's just not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, it, it's totally real. It's just, you just, it's just not that serious. I, it's like it keeps them safe, you know, so that they can still participate but not be outcasted. You know what I mean? What else? Oh, let's talk about let's talk about this meme that really got. I like to do this once in a while, and it's almost like um, you know, I pouring a little bit of like water in the oil or something, something that separates the the following or the or the culture that I'm kind of into dipped into. <clears throat> because this confuses people. You know, they think like half of the people, um, and this is something that I try to actually achieve, is can I make something that half the people view it one way and think they're right, and half of the people understand it another way and think that they're right? And of course, I'm on one of those sides. This, when I made this, many of you got it, was that it's just funny that there are people who don't see the NASA PSYOP, but definitely see the pandemic PSYOP. I think that's a funny juxtaposition to me. That made me laugh, just the thought of it alone. I was like, whoa, that exists. So that was for you guys who understood that. But on the second, third levels or whatever, they're like, they're like, what? Oh, like the one guy is like, Jim Bob, you sound like Big Bear now. Not you too. And it's like, I didn't block that guy. I just blocked nearly 20 people who liked his comment. He's a good fishing lure, laurel, laurel, people like that. And you lure the people in 
who like that comment, who think of it that way. And I'm just like, I don't need you following me. I don't care how much you like my page. I don't want that stupid shit. I mean, I'll probably eventually block that guy. But, um, you know, for people who assume, this is the problem with these people, is that they just assume that it's ridiculous to question NASA. Like, they just assume like, oh, how could you, you know, as if there isn't a huge plethora of absolutely absurd information, con conflicting uh, evidence, uh, just the whole thing is a shit pile. Or this idea that like you can't question NASA or the moon landing, and then they're just like, this is how they def this is how they diminish your um, your counter or your skepticism of NASA. They go, oh, you flat earther too. It's like they just skip to that, and those two things might be linked, you know, or might be on the same path, or they might have a lot of overlapping minds or ideologies or worldviews. But that's it's irrelevant because. You don't need to know or believe anything about the solar system or the shape of the earth to know NASA's full of shit at all. Like there are plenty of in the world accessible information available to come to the conclusion that NASA is literally an autistic, a camp for autistic kids. You know what I mean? Like the fact that Don Pettit is like the face of NASA. It's almost like making fun of you guys. It's almost like, it's just like shoving in your face. Like, okay, here's, okay, you guys, we're going to put, let's get Don Pettit in here and he'll just tell you stuff and then you'll believe him. And, and it's just so absurd, you know? So I just I just find it interesting and I'll always do one of these. I'll, and it's not it's not a planned. It's just it, it comes out and then I post it and then there ends up being some sort of like minor falling out. <laughs> and it's just uh it's just funny to see. It's like a filtering system. It's like, "Oh, we got a big soup bowl of uh people here and uh we seem to be, you know, churning along." And then suddenly I just dump out the entire batch of soup into a filter and then everything that falls through I keep and then the thing that the filter catches, you know, the strainer, the colander, it's like that's a colander meme. That's like how I look at it. I have to do a colander meme every once in a while um, to strain out the shit. NASA is the most expensive theater trope in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. It just has so much funding to do what it does. And you're always interacting with an image that's produced and fed to you top down. <clears throat> and uh, you're never interacting with the claims themselves. They literally just buy up all the helium. They make rockets that blow up or just they just go off into the air and then you never follow them. They just kind of go off and then they end up going like like this. Always like this and then uh, you don't see them again. 
They don't like try to pan and keep the view. They don't use like in, in extensive zoom cameras or satellite view cameras to keep, maintain the same tracking with con continuity. You know, like continuity is so important in like all production uh, for, for, uh, for convincing people of like a movie, like continuity. You want them to have the same purse when you cut to the same scene or whatever. NASA does deceives so many people and they don't even have continuity. They're just like, I don't care. I don't care. They see the explosions. You know, they see this, these things go up in the air and everyone's watching them go up in the air. And you're like, how could you, you're like, didn't you see the thing go up in the air? And it's like, yeah. Imagine I threw a football in the air and then you just cut every time it got into the air and then um, that's it. Like you told everyone to go home. I just think it's absurd that people get so emotional when you question NASA. That's how I know there's something off about it. If people get have an emotional reaction to when you question it, it means that their their belief in NASA is tied to their identity, not truth. It's not a truth-based scenario. Otherwise, they would just kind of laugh at you and be like, "Oh yeah, oh, I'm interested. What do you what do you think? What do you think happened?" They would be interested, but because they get like, oh, you sound like Big Bear, not you too. It means they're they're literally defensive. They're they're put in a position to defend what that is to them personally. Not just there's a truth out there and we should probably get to it. It's no, that storyline, my grandpa my great grandfather, I sat on Don Pettit's lap. You know. I saw I sat on Don Pettit's lap at the this autistic space camp. Well, hello. What is your name? Oh, look up at the stars. We can see the zodiacal lights, and we can see the stars, and 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 the Milky Way, and 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 we can see the astronauts. And what do you want for Christmas? And 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 the spacesuits are a very important thing. Uh, the the astronauts have to be very careful because the the layer of because the space shuttle needs to be very thin, and thin as foil. Um, and if the astronauts move too fast, then they can be they can puncture the holes. And then, and then the pressure could be very dangerous. Those are diacal lights. And you're like, oh, okay, Don Pettit is retarded. And uh, you get a bunch of people. Who are like, I love space. My son loves space. Okay, your your son, your son loves space. Do you want to go to? Hey, 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 little Timmy. Do you want to go to space camp? Do you want to go to space camp? Hey, Don. Timmy wants, our son Timmy really loves you. He wants to go to space camp. Or is there any recommendation, prerequisites or requirements that he can get in? Well, if he's had a vaccine injury, that will help him get in. We typically like to, to admit the autistic people or the neurodiverse people. Uh, typically, we want people who don't ask major questions up the chain and who don't catch on to very important, subtle social cues when people are deceiving them. 
That is how I got to where I am today, and that's why I could see the zodiacal lights. That sounds great. That sounds great. We're going to... Do you hear that, Timmy? Do you hear that, Timmy? We're going to put you on the list, Timmy. Oh, that does the diacle. That's a diacle lights. Do you ever feel in danger for the stuff you say? No, absolutely not. No, I'm not a... I'm not in danger because I'm not dangerous to any of the things and people I attack because they are living in a strictly, you know, they live in a system of deception and control and seeking material good, money, uh, maintaining their sta status, you know, like all that stuff. I'm not playing their game. I'm only a threat if I expose them and I'm also playing in that game together. You know, that's when, that's why they build all of these blackmail trust societies is because they are all in the same game. So they can't, it's cheating if you play the same game and then you attack each other. Like, cause then you're, you're put you're shedding light on the game itself. Uh, and there's some kind of agreement, you know, to not shed light on what the, the, the nature of the game itself is. So let people play their game, figure out how to play that game without fully exposing other people. And then, then you can make, you know, bargains with people. You could, they can say like, well, we know this about you. So, and then you could be like, well, I know this about you. And then you're like, okay, deal. But I don't play that game, so I'm not a threat. They, I can't take anything from them. So, uh, you're only a danger if you can take something from someone that is in that different, that, that game. I'm not in that game. I'm in the game of, of satire and comedy chatting like this, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the, the train toward, uh, more self-sustaining living, you know, getting off of the, the techno, technate titty, the technate titties. <clears throat> Jim, I have three men in my life that went DEFCON on me about NASA. <laughs> yeah, of course. The beast will go after you if you have incriminated evidence. Yeah, and if you threaten to use it and play that. But that's the thing is once you have incriminating evidence or you're like, I have stuff on Tam Hanks. Like you, the moment you try to seek vengeance, you're going to or, – or you assume that you're the, the authority, the arbiter of justice. <clears throat> that's when they can take you out. But I just don't buy into that, like that model. I don't think there's, I don't think, I don't believe justice is served here on earth and in the material. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's because we're left to our own devices. <clears throat> so that's why even justice, though it's important to have law, lawfulness, and it's important that that is upheld, um, it's only, uh, it's only an expression. It's only a secondary satellite expression of the real law, which is God's law, the moral law. And justice, it's not served here on earth. So <clears throat> only people who want to seek that shit will play that game. And, and believe me, it's a, it'll be a dark game. You'll be in their game real quick if you go that route. 
suddenly you'll just be like, but I just wanted to expose this one thing. You're like, no, no, you jumped on that balloon. What's up, DP, Harry? If you guys want an interesting, philosophical, orthodox, Christian-based um, uh, YouTube channel, uh, DP Harry, Church of Eternal Logos, he does some really in-depth takes on uh, a lot of a lot of topics and how it overlaps with theology. <clears throat> so uh, just check him out. I've been on his channel a couple times. Uh, one of his best videos, which I've sent to a lot of people DM, is called um, Proving God to an Atheist. And it's it's uh, it's all based on the transcendental argument. It's super in-depth. It's I'm not sure how long it is. You probably have to watch it in two parts, maybe, to really digest. I watched it probably five times. Um, but if you're interested in those conversations... Um, and how to skillfully explore the logical and philosophical pathways to arguing for God or and the, uh, you know, how to, how to basically push materialists into a corner. Um, not in a bully kind of way, but in a really intelligent, logical way. Check that video out. Pussy at vid made me laugh every time I watch it. Thanks. Yeah. Cappy is in witness protection. Maybe. Maybe. All that stuff's interesting, but I, as I said before, it's really no different than watching a horse race. That's another back to the cue question. It's like, you're watching the horse race. You're, you're in the paddock. You're watching the horse. You're looking, oh, number six looks good. I like that. Number six would represent one of the drops, right? Oh, it's looking good. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think that one's gonna actually do it this time, this week. Number six looking good, uh, but it's it's the number six though. I don't know about that. Should probably go with the number seven horse. It's looking. Yeah, that's looking good. Look at those thighs. That's a different truth drop. Number seven. Let's gonna go with number seven. And then yeah, the, makes his the the horse makes its way out of the paddock, and the little midget gets on. And then uh, the race happens and you have a pretzel in your mouth and you're cheering and yelling and you spilled some beer and, uh, you know, someone's next to you cheering and then the number seven comes out on top and you're cheering, you're, you know, you got the sense that you picked number seven. You, you looked, you read that truth drop and you saw it happen in reality. You know, there's something to this, but you're just a viewer. You're just a dude with a pretzel in your mouth, okay? Your cheering didn't make seven win. Your cheering didn't make number seven truth drop true. You're just viewing. It didn't, you didn't grow a tomato. You didn't have another baby because of it. You didn't get your property. You didn't find the woman of your dreams. None of that shit happened. You still have a pretzel in your mouth. You're cheering. You spilt your beer, but it's all good. It's a, you got the shot to your brain. You got the chemical you needed. And that's it. And the horse race still goes on. And the house takes the, 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 the money. And then um, you get your little cut. And you go home and you go, I knew it, number seven win. I love that. I love that. I'm going to sit in the same place next year. Next post, I'm going to sit in the same spot. 
oh, I can't wait till Tom Hanks goes to jail. It's just you don't want to invest more than 5% of your life in that. Maybe 20 the most, okay? Permit yourself 20, but that's it. You know, that's it. Damn, homie, I got to put these pretzels down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except it's not Q or pretzels, but points out. Yeah. No, it's just like you got to separate. You got to make sure, you know. Okay, you got to make sure to, you know, go find this. Go do a hike. Go spend time with your family. Get a picture of your, your daughter picking your nose. Okay, that's the 80% you need to be concentrating on because that's, that's love, life, that's God, closest to God. Like that's the transcendental, like the horse race is just like topical, you know, it's topical cream. It's just little, it's a pacifier. It, it makes you think that the evil out there that you know exists and that's legitimate. There's a difference between accepting the level of evil that something like Q points to and somehow represents, you know, conveys, and, and acknowledging that exists. There's a difference between acknowledging it and then going, spending your time at the horse race. It's a slight difference, but it's a huge difference uh, in, in reality. It's slight when you look at it, but when it translates into your life, you just don't want to be spanking off at the paddock. You don't want to be that guy. Okay, we, we all, I don't know if you've been to horse race. Those guys, they become broken because it consumes you. And then you think you're the you're the, the giver of, of winning. You think you're the, you know, the wand. You know, the, you think you're the conduit. Oh, I totally, I want to watch this. Oh, number seven's coming back next season. <clears throat> you're not. That machine will go on independent of you it's just like watching football it's no different than like watching games where you're like you like treat these celebrity athletes like they know you and they don't know you you know they don't know you at all um they don't care about you in a way they don't because they don't know you one-to-one -one. on a one-to-one -one ratio they just they just are like uh it's the, fa the fans you know the fans and um they don't know you they just have you know and so you're like, fuck yeah, Derek Jeter, he's my boy. And Derek Jeter probably wouldn't even, sh like, hug you if he was in the mo like, an uncomfortable, having a shitty day. You know, he'd just be like, get away from me. You know? It's like a... There was one time I was in an airport, and I saw Gabriel Byrne was on my flight. And uh, he's, like, a good actor in a lot of movies. He's in... Um, usual suspects and uh we got off and i wasn't following him but we were walking in the same direction i was a bit behind him um but within um sound uh waves and so he sneezed and i was behind him and i said god bless you and he didn't turn around but he said fuck off and i was like fuck dude like I kind of, like, it was at that moment you realize what the illusion is of, like, how you think of people. And that's common with celebrity. But you could make movements celebrity. 
you know, you can turn movements into celebrity. You can use subcultures into celebrity. You can work. It's all worship. It's like you can worship a lot of different material things that represent man or material or their creation. And they don't necessarily have to have a name like Gabriel Byrne. They can have the name, uh, you know, the horse in a way like, you know, cheering for the horse to win is still worshiping a creation. You're still worshiping the, the creation and a, and this, this material thing. And, um, and I just think that's what Q really is on the base spiritual level. That's what Q is. You just got to watch that shit. You just got to watch the pretzel. They can have the name Jim Bob. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How can you spot the seed of Satan? I don't think Satan has a seed. He can't grow shit. You know, you could only depart from good. You can only depart from God. And the whispers can get you somewhere, but that little gremlin can't plant anything. The same way, you know, Ellen DeGeneres can't grow a baby. I think Q is a controlled awakening. Yeah. Well, I think the awakening, the concept is itself is controlled. So when you say it's a controlled awakening, you're almost saying that it is an awakening. And um, I'd have to think about that more to distinguish whether that even that's true. Because if it's a controlled awakening, it means that the, the term itself, awakening, it has its own marketing campaign to it. Has its own, you know, it has its own ad, ad spots, you know. Like that, the control of information, the control of narratives starts with the controlling of what those things, how they're perceived to begin with. You know, the great awakening is how to get people on board with something and you're already agreeing. It's no different than agreeing with a pandemic. The big pandemic, the great awakening, you're, the premise, it's the premise you agree with. And if you agree with a premise first and the premise is wrong, then anything that follows, you won't even distinguish whether it's true or it's going to be hard to distinguish. And that's how, that's how most lies work. They, they start with, some sort of half-truth where people accept the basic premise first and then they go in to see if it's false. That's why you see, you know, a fake pandemic, you know, the the accepted premise is that there's a, there's a virus, there's a virus and you kill everybody. And then everybody's arguing how, to what extent it's, um, you know, exaggerated or being used for evil purposes and whatnot. But they're still riding the first lie zephyr uh that's that's uh this is a real it's gonna kill my grandma it's like that that's the there's no point in pointing out the secondary lies that's why this meme that i just posted is funny is because you know does it really matter if you point out a fake pandemic if you still believe a much larger foundational lie I don't know the answer. I think the answer is no, it doesn't matter because you have to use your discernment everywhere. You know, if you're, if you're sitting on a lie, if you built a house on a lie a foundation and then you reject like the windows because they're like, yeah, oh, those windows are lie. That's a lie. 
you're like, I'm so glad I rejected those lying windows, but you're still on a foundation that's a lie. You know, it's silly. It's delusional. Um, now I'm not saying NASA, like the moon landing is the ultimate foundational lie. I think the ultimate foundational lie is worshiping man. I think NASA is just a form of, uh, trying to replace God, uh, access to the heavens, control of where we are, who we are, what we are. I think it's a narrative grab. And, uh, you know, that's the first lie. That's the foundational lie. It's not... The, the massive lie, the foundational lie, isn't we went to the moon. No. No. That's just the necessary prem, accepted premise to get into the kind of, like, controlled um, psychological manipulation that they do. Control for financial gain? Not really. Finance, at some level, finance, you know... You know, as Owen Benjamin probably said, I think it was on a stream I was on with him. He said, like, at the level where you can just print money, why would money be your financial gain? Like, that's not no longer your uh, your incentive. You know, so there's a certain place in power or position or a certain level of money you have where um, that's no longer the thing that you want. It doesn't do the thing anymore. So it has to be, like, control or it has to be some sort of... I think it's the best way I can put it is like once you once you bought everything, you know, um, and have everything and you can't ever run out of money. And even if you did, you could print it again. You basically want to play Sims with reality. You know what I mean? You want to socially engineer. You want to um, you want to do longer term plan like games on people. You know, even if they're in pursuit of what you believe is good, you know, at a pragmatic level, like Bill Gates does, <clears throat> you're just still playing with people like Sims. So, you know, no, financial gain, yeah, NASA gets like 53 million a day or something so they can blow shit up. I think the deeper fraudulent laundering scam is, uh, <clears throat> is that they, they uh, waste a bunch of money. You know, and then and some of them get pocket some of the money or whatever, but but they actually are a weapon. They're a information weapon. Uh, they're in a, they're a worldview weapon. You know, think about that. Think about the world. How your worldview changes if you believe everything NASA says. I don't think anyone's really laid that out. Like, what do you? What else do you believe to be true if you believe everything NASA says? What else must be true? I think that list can go on forever, but I think the top most important influential um, thing assumptions um, could impact your entire existence and what you think you are, you know, why you think you're here, who, where, you know, what do you come from? Why are you here? What purpose do you serve? Um, you know, Basically, the, the end, end worldview of someone who believes everything NASA presents is a Neil Tyson DeGrasse, you know, where he's just like, what if science, you see, science is the only thing we need. What if, if you just listen to the scientists, maybe this, maybe the coronavirus will go away. Maybe this is a, a massive 
experiment. Do you know that my mustache isn't real? That I actually order a mustache smear and I smear it on every morning? Science did that. Like, you're just a speck of dust. You're, you're an infinite speck of nothingness that comes from the stars. Usually I say that to women to get in their pants. You're just an, we're all just infinite specks of nothingness in a void, a meaningless void. I'll be signing my signature on the books that I write about this. But we're also infinite specks of nothing. You like my mustache smear? The dude's a tard. Gross. He's a gross dude. <clears throat> is Savage Memes Volume 2 available for purchase? Yes, it is. Micah Dude. Yeah, made by jimbob.com. You can use the um you can use the promo code Liberty for free shipping. Liberty for free shipping for anyone who's on the chat who didn't didn't get Savage Memes Volume 2, which I think is a despicable book. I think it's filled with conspiracies and moon landing stuff that is just, you know, reprehensible. It holds society back. But if you want to buy it, if you want to immortal if you want to immortalize the book because Instagram can go down at any moment, you know, and take Jim Bob off the air. So if you want a physical form of him, you know, though I disagree with everything he says, he's doing the logically the best thing for himself, which is, you know, presenting the things that people uh, enjoy digitally and making it physical. So if you want that physical thing, you know, use free market capitalism is the best system on the on the earth pulls the most people out of poverty and you buy that book savage memes volume 2 at madebyjimbob.com and you could punch in that promo code i use promo codes all the time they're actually a very effective way of, of getting your stuff out there the lost art of tangible goods yeah totally i just that's why i want to make knives and learn to like weld fence big like fence stuff like I don't know. I can't exactly put put it what it is, but it's in that area. I'll know it when I see it. And by then I'll probably have a, like whitish hair. Sorry. I don't know what that says. You're in the UK? Oh. I don't know if that's I don't know if you're asking. Uh, I shipped to the UK, by the way. I don't know if that's what you were asking, but um, he's a black hole. That's funny. It's hilarious. It's scary when Ben Shapiro flows through you. Yeah. No, I just turn off my, um, you know, I inhibit the uh, the emotion sensors in my brain and the thing that gets jokes and understands emotion and empathy. And I just turn them off. I wish I should just get like, I wish I could just get like, I have pretty bushy eyebrows, but if I had really thick ones too, that I could suddenly put on. What's the promo code? It's Liberty. Liberty is the promo code. Buy my sheets. Stop being poor. No, I am not racist. I happen to have a lot of black people that love my channel. I'm the fastest growing conservative podcast in the world. That is a lot saying. And if you think that there aren't a lot of black conservatives, that you're you're just dead wrong. That is just that is just that is just not factually accurate. 
just because just because they are they are conservative or right leaning and they they are black <laughs> yes made by jimbob.com yeah use the degrassi mustache smear on your eyebrows <laughs> Why would I or not vote for Trump? I would vote for Trump because he's funny. And that would be enough. Like, if you're like, how can you vote for, how can you? I think it's funny. But that's, that, that's, we're losing our democracy, Jim Bob. Um, we lost our humor, too, so. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Must be nice to channel autism. How does Soros own Fox if it's run by Murdoch? I have no idea. I don't even care what Soros. That guy's going to die soon. Probably this year. So I don't care. Can I speak another language? No. Oh, un cappuccino, por favore. Huh? Mmm. Oh, bueno, bueno. Bocciami mi da raccafania da facini. Oh, armaciuni, huh? That's Italian. Which is different than Brazilian Portuguese. Which, uh... Maybe, I, I don't know, I said it was the most beautiful. Maybe, maybe Italian's prettier. Oh yeah, I'm Portuguese. Love and Fred, I am much buona, molto, molto, eh? molto buona, eh? I just have the, uh, I have it in me, because I'm, my, my family, I descended from, uh, from Italy, from, from Sicily, so it's like, that, that thing is in me, so if I actually learn the language, I'd be able to get the, the, the thing, that feeling, that sound really quickly, but I think I could probably pull off Portuguese if I moved there, too, I would just, I'd get really confident and be like, They'd kick me out of there so they're so fast. Anyway, I got to go, you guys. I'm going to get back to my vacay, but I just wanted to say hi. Again, uh, Savage Means Volume 2, made by JimBob.com. Use, Use the promo code Liberty. I love you all.